Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome back to the Cyber Law Revolution podcast. I'm your host, Spencer Pollack, cybersecurity attorney at Niles Barton Wilmer. Glad to have you back. As always, keep those questions, comments, discussion points coming. Call me at 443-381-3586 or email me at sspollack at nilesbarton.com. Big week last week. A lot of things happened. A lot of questions came in about two major events. So I wanted to dive right in, both related to ransomware. So let's start with first news that came out on May 8th, 2021 on Saturday of a ransomware attack against Colonial Pipeline. Colonial Pipeline is one of the major fuel distribution companies that feeds the East Coast. Approximately 45% of the fuel comes from this company to the East Coast. Colonial Pipeline had to come out and tell its consumers, customers, the media, the government that it was hit with a ransomware attack that were impacting its operations and its systems. And just let me tell you, this is fairly remarkable that we're not getting more news about this. This is basically the hackers going for the jugular when we're talking about oil and gas. We're talking about 45% of the fuel that comes to the East Coast being impacted. So obviously there's been a market reaction. People are a little freaked out about this. And Colonial Pipeline is being a bit mum and quiet because they're trying to do their investigation and figure out what happened. You know, first reports coming out was that it was a group called Darkside, one of the more notorious ransomware groups out there. And it's a bit frightening. It's a bit frightening because, as we've talked about, this is a war. And they're going after key infrastructure. They're going after oil and gas. What's next? Energy? Imagine if the grid, the power grid for the East Coast or the West Coast or the Midwest went down. The chaos and the harm that would cause. And this highlights the threats that we're facing right now and the sophisticated relentless enemy that we're facing. And it's frightening. It's frightening because if they can get into somewhere like Colonial Pipeline, it makes us all feel vulnerable. Related to that, or a bit unrelated, but related because it's ransomware, we saw the insurer AXA, one of the large cyber insurers in France, well, they're international, US, global, But they came out and said that they will no longer be writing any policies related to ransomware or extortion in France. And that's pretty seismic and a big deal because France is the second most attacked country behind the U.S. Or I'm sorry, the second most, the second country behind the U.S. that pays out the most in ransomware. And it looks like AXA realized that it just was no longer a good business proposition for them to keep writing these policies because of the amount they were having to pay out. So now the next question that comes from that is who's next? Who in the insurance market is going to step back and say, we can't afford to do this? Ransomware payments are skyrocketing. These groups are being enabled, unfortunately, by companies paying it. And there's no judgment for me towards paying or not paying. It's really an internal discussion. And there's multi-factors multiple factors that need to be considered, and each case is unique. But the issue is, 
when you give them an inch, they're going to take a mile. So these criminals and these state-sponsored actors are being emboldened to continue down this path, to continue holding companies and governments uh, hostage, holding their systems hostage, dumping their data. And it's a costly, costly business. And so up until now, I think insurance companies were able to weigh that risk and afford those financial hits. But now with the ransoms being in the millions, it's almost impossible for them. So what happens when insurance companies stop providing coverage for ransomware? What happens to our organizations? Catastrophe. Truly catastrophe. You know, at that point is if you don't have viable backups and you haven't taken those proper procedures, protocols, policies, the front end, dealing with this is going to be immensely difficult. Because even if you want to pay the ransom, you have to ask internally in your company, do you have millions of dollars to pay? Do you have that financial wherewithal to overcome a ransom payment, ransomware payment? And it's a tough question. It's going to put organizations in a very tough position. But once again, this is a war. These criminals, these state-sponsored actors, they don't care. They don't care what this does to organizations and companies. And the best way to take this fight to them is be proactive. Something I'm going to keep harping on. Proactive. Preparation. Incorporate internal, external teams, legal, IT, cybersecurity, forensic. PR, crisis comms, insurance. Understand what you need to do if a data breach occurs. Change your culture when it comes to cybersecurity and train your employees. Because I'm telling you, it's coming. Or it's already here, actually. So now the next step is being best prepared to mitigate the harms that come from these type of attacks. So it's a scary time, but there are things out there that can help you. There are people out there that can help you get prepared. People out there that can help you boost those defenses, write those policies, get you compliant to really change your culture around cybersecurity, which will take this fight to the cyber criminals. So thanks for stopping by. Feel free to call me or email me with any questions. Uh, Enjoyed you being here and I will see you on the next one. Have a great day, morning or night.